when we were little kids, when I was a little kid, running around in my underoos and my cape, <laughs> sorry for the visual, but, you know, we were creative when we were little. You know, when you're a little guy, a little shaver, as my friend would say, as my friend Mac would say, when, when you're a little shaver, the whole world is just like an open book to discover and to celebrate, and you just kind of go crazy doing stuff. And uh, my middle son, Jackson, he's just a climber. And he just, he'd, cl- he'd be climbing on the walls, he'd climb up stuff, and, and, you know, my wife is a great woman, she's a great mom, and uh, she, help, she helps me a lot in life, let's be honest. I do a lot of dumb stuff, but she keeps me kind of, hey, Carlos, you know, do this, oh, Carlos, that was great, making me think that I'd, you know, but anyways, and growing, bringing our kids up, you know, she helped me to, to, to learn this, and Pastor John talked about this last week, but... When, our chi- when your child brings you something to look at, Daddy, look what I did. And they're so proud of, you know, they're just like, Daddy, I want, you know, my son Antonio loves to share stuff with me. Daddy, I had this great thing I want to show you. And he'll show it to me and I'm just like, I have to just kind of be, you know. Because at first, like when, I, you know, when he first started bringing stuff to me, I was like, what is this Tony? And he told me, Tony, no, this looks nothing like, Nicole's like, so she'll have to take me aside, Carlos, encourage the children that you know and I'm like oh okay so she taught me a lot of that um you know in early in our marriage with our children but to encourage our kids and I think a lot of times parents adults we kind of press kids down and we, we stifle their creativity because we're just mature and adult and that's silly you you have to be able to draw within the lines or you'll never be anything in life you know, that's how adults think. <laughs> but kids, come on, draw outside the line. Kids are just crazy. They're doing all kinds of, you know, silly stuff on their paper, and they bring it, they bring it to us. And so, you know, let's encourage our kids to be creative. Let's be creative. When you think about creativity, what do you think about? Uh, what comes to your mind? Are you thinking about an artist, you know, doing, just painting this wonderful uh, picture or uh, a songwriter maybe who's written a number one hit? Maybe you think when I talk about uh, creativity, you think about uh, an architect who, who just uh, created a, a new house for a rich and famous person or a graphic artist who designed uh, a cool new website. Maybe you think about jingle writers, you know, those little jingles that you hear, those little ditties that you're singing all day long and you're like, ah, uh, you know, those McDonald jingles, uh, whatever the jingle is and you're just singing it all day. There's somebody who is a creative mastermind that did some of these jingles, you know? And then there's all those other jingles you're like, I could have written that in my sleep, you know? And I listened, I was listening, my wife and I were watching, uh, we were just kind of hanging out watching TV, I was doing something, and I heard the worst jingle ever. I, I don't remember what it was, because it was so bad that I'd hate to bring that to you. But it was just like, what is this person thinking? I'm sure it was the owner thinking, oh, you got to use my song because it's so cool. It was just ridiculous. But advertisers, okay? Maybe when you think about creativity or creative, you think about advertisers who have these, you know, these ads that kind of catch your eye, that catch your attention. Well, there's two groups of, now that we've, I've shared that, that's what we're talking about this morning, okay, creativity. So some of you are like, yay, creativity, creative, yay, that's me. And some of you are like, oh, you're kidding me. I got to listen to this guy talk about music and art for the next hour? Shoot, what am I going to do? No, you can't take a nap, okay? I want you to stay with me, okay? Now, I was asking God to give me something 
to share with you folks that would, do, that would be not just interesting and keep you awake, but also something that you might say, wow, I never thought of it quite like that, okay? And so I prayed and asked God to do that for me, and I think he did. You might say, well, I don't know if that was from God. But no, I'm hoping it is. And uh, because the, other, the option is me just to read a bunch of verses and say, okay, this is creativity, but God gave me something, and I want to share that with you. If you go, grab hold of the implications of what I'm going to share, what I'm presenting this morning, I believe that it could change your life forever. I really believe that. So some of you are excited. Yeah, let's do this. So you ready to hear this? Are you like on the edge of your seat, kind of like in a good movie? Okay. You and I create every day. There it is. <laughs> See you guys later. No. I know it's not mind-blowing. I didn't say it was like going to revolutionize your life. But you and I create every day. We create every day. Every time you speak, you're creating words, sentences, ideas. Every time you write, you're doing the same thing in written form. You're creating words, sentences, statements. Now, here's a warning, though. Think before you speak, okay? A lot of you, this is really helpful for. Think before you speak. Somebody, somebody from first service said, wow, that whole, you know, speak before you think. I got to, you know, I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> think before you speak. I got to learn that. I got to learn how to say it. They got to learn how to apply it. Now, and, and then, like, if you're writing an email, I'm going to get this out writing your email, before you push send, man, you better share that with somebody or at least read it out loud or look at it again. Oh, wow. No, I don't mean to say that because the person that's receiving this email isn't going to quite get your mood if you're happy or you're like, okay? So before you push send, think. Let's think about that, okay? Because every time we do, every time we send that email out or we say that thing that we just need to say, we're creating, we're putting it out there. Once it's out there, it's in the air, and people are going to receive it, and you might not have meant it. You might have just needed to chill out for a second. <sighs> okay, and then articulate. So let's do that, okay? Because we're creating. We're creating an atmosphere. Every time you think, you create thoughts, dreams, and ideas, even your very presence. Sometimes your presence creates an atmosphere. Have you ever met someone who seems to light up a room when they walk in? Like Pastor John, my pastor. <laughs> When he walks into the office, hi, pastor. No. Um, <laughs> there's other people that they walk into a room and you're like, oh. You know, you know like a pin in a balloon. Um, but those people will go unnamed. Creativity. <laughs> Creativity. Being made in God's image, I can use what God gives me to create good works that bring him glory. So, are you saying that, Carlos, are you saying that if I'm not living creatively, I'm not being all that God wants me to be? Yes, that's what I'm saying. What? You heretic. Pastor John, how are you letting him preach so? Okay. Where did this whole idea come from? Well, let me share this little tidbit with you. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10 says this, For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Let me open this up, unpack this a little bit. Let's start from the beginning. Finish this sentence for me. In the beginning, God 
created. The first page of our Bible, when we open and we read, we see God creating. God is a creator. He created the heavens and the earth. He created. God, in the Bible, God is portrayed as the master creator. Sometimes as a church, and I'm talking about the big church, the Catholic church, all of us that are Christians together, big C church we call it, um, sometimes we focus on certain aspects, of, uh, certain aspects of God. You know, God is holy. God is to be, you know, reverenced. We talk about salvation. These are all good things. You know, God is, um, you know, we talk about redemption, God's faithfulness. Um, and we forget about him as a master creator. And furthermore, we tend in the church to place little importance on, the area, on this area of God's creation when the first page of our Bible talks about God being a creator. We also rarely think of the church as a place that nurtures creativity. Why not? When from the very beginning of the biblical narrative, we see that. I, for one, I'm going to step on my soapbox here for a minute. Some of you in the front row will be happy because you'll be able to see me now. But I am sick of the church being looked at as a boring and lame place to be or out of touch with reality. Shouldn't we, the church, be the most creative place on, on the earth? There was a time when the church set the pace for the world, when the church was the place where people would go to see the best musicians. They would go to church to see the best art. They would go to church to see the most amazing choirs. It seems like the church now is known most for the things that it is against. We're known by our failed preachers, our protests, and our campaigns. What happened to all the creative people? Did they just leave the church? Did they disappear? Or are we just need to rethink th- about this idea, creativity? Do we need to rethink this as a church? As a creative person, I guess I'm a little biased, and I am passionate about this topic. So in Genesis chapter 1 and 2, we see uh, in the biblical narrative, how it talks about God creating, okay? And then God said, my greatest masterpiece, man. When he said this, when he created all, everything else, he said, and it was good, you know. He made the heavens and the earth, and it was good. He made the animals, it was good, you know. And then he made man, and he said, wow, very good. We're the center, man is the center of God's creation, made in the image of his creator. In um, verse 26 of chapter 1, it says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image, in our likeness, and let them rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air, over the livestock, over all the earth, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. In uh, Psalm 139, I just want to read that for us. Listen to this. For you, starting at verse 13. For you created my inmost being. This is the psalm writer talking to God. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. So God knew 
what you were going to do before you even did it. And he does. No, you're not a puppet. You have been given a free will, but that doesn't mean that God doesn't know or have the ability to know your life. We were created, we were all created for a purpose. Let's explore God's creative desire for his creation. Man was given the ability to create. In verse 19, it says, Now the Lord God had formed out of the ground all the beasts of the field and all the birds of the air. He brought them to the man to see what he would name them. And whatever the man called each living creature, that was its name. So one by one, you know, there's, there's uh, Adam, and he has his, uh, you know, his little, I don't know how he kept, I don't know how he remembered, but all the animals came across. And he's like, okay. At the beginning, he was like, you know, creative. This is hippopotamus. Okay, go through. Giraffe, you know. Leopard, I think he was French. Maybe not. <laughs> and, uh, you know, this is a caterpillar, you know. And then after a while, he's like, okay, that's a bug. That's a pig. You know, he just got, he must have just got tired and uncreative by the end. You know what I'm saying? So, so the man gave names to all the livestock, the birds of the air and all the beasts of the field. So the creator created us. He was creative in doing so. Look at someone near you. I bet they look nothing like you. Right? Let's go back to that verse in Ephesians. For we are God's workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. In this verse, Paul says that we are God's works, workmanship. The word actually means masterpiece. Look to somebody and say, you're God's masterpiece. Isn't that nice to be, looked at, to be thought of that way? I'm a masterpiece. You look in the, every morning when I look in the mirror, I go, I'm a masterpiece. <laughs> and I brush my hair back, but it's not there. But I pretend... It's okay. I'm, I'm at home. Nicole knows. I got wigs. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I went too far, didn't I, Pastor? I'm sorry. Ah, okay. I'm never going to preach again. Okay. So in Jeremiah, Jeremiah 1, chapter 1, verse 5 says, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. As Christians, we believe that every person is uniquely created by God. We also take seriously the biblical fact that every Christian has been uniquely created for God's special purpose. Let's explore this concept a little further. Um, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, it talks about spiritual gifts here. And so, um, this is what it says. There are, there are, starting at verse 4, there are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but the same God works all of them in all men. Now to each one, each person, each person that believes, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good, for the, for the good of the church. To one there is given the Spirit, through the Spirit, the message of wisdom, to another the message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit, to another faith, and some are teachers, and some are preachers, and some are, you know, some will heal, and some will give, give comfort. These are all gifts that God gives. Verse, verse 11, all these gifts are the work of one and the same spirit and he gives them to each one just as he determines everybody doesn't get the same gift you know you you might receive a gift that somebody else you know will not get you you might not get a a gift that somebody else gets we're not all preachers we're not all teachers we have different gifts 
That's what's so cool about the body of Christ because God knows the gifts that he gives us and we are like a well-oiled machine. And, and how, that's how he wants us to work. He, he, he equates us to the body, the body working in, 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 proper, in a proper way, the hand, you know, the hands work and the feet work and, and they're not arguing over who gets to do what. We believe that all Christians have been given spiritual gifts to use for the good of the church and its effective carrying out of God's mission in the world. We also believe that God took the time to handcraft each and every one of us. He has also given us unique strengths and personality traits that make us who we are. Thus, we believe that the Bible is clear that every single follower of Christ has a unique contribution to make to the body of Christ and to the carrying out of God's mission in the world. Each child of God has been, giving, has been given unique gifts that will help them and will help us to carry out God's mission in the world. And it's the responsibility of the church and individual believers to discover their giftedness and strengths and use them in service to Christ so that God's church can be the creative entity that he intends it to be. Amen? God has given us four tools to help us to do this. Um, I'm going to share that with you. If you. Most of you have a toolbox, okay? My, my wife was so sick of me... Um, losing all the tools and having tools here and there, that she bought her own little tool, toolbox, okay? And yeah, I get into it. You know, she doesn't know. But I get, you know, if I need a screwdriver, I'm going to get in there and use it. I'll lose it, but if I lose it, oh man, I'm sweating. Anyways, Carlos, have you seen my screwdriver? No. I, I, maybe one of the kids. Anyways, blame, no. So God has given us four tools. I want to share these tools. The first one is what we just spoke of, spiritual gifts. There are gifts that God gives believers. And, and, and Paul says, ask for the gifts, and God will give you the gifts. And there, you know, we don't know how to have the same gift. There's spiritual gifts that is an empowerment from the Holy Spirit to carry out the work um, and, and to, you know, to help the church to grow spiritually. Ask him for those gifts. The Holy Spirit imparts gifts that we discover by stepping out to use them. So go online and take a spiritual gifts test. All right. There are, there, how many of you have taken a spiritual gifts inventory or test? You know what I'm talking about. Okay. The rest of you, there, there is a, you can go online or you can ask Pastor John or myself and, and we'll point you to a good spiritual uh, test that you can take. And it's just, it's a test that's going to take, you know, maybe 30 minutes to take. You can do it online. And it just asks you a series of questions, a bunch of questions. And uh, you, by, by how you answer the questions, um, it kind of gives you an idea of, okay, these are your, your gifts. Th- these are your spiritual gifts. And you can use those gifts to say, okay, well, if my giftings are in, you know, in, uh, um, you know, mercy and, you know, loving and prayer, then I should be in an area where that's, you know, that, that would be used. Does that make sense? If, if I take a, a spiritual gifts inventory and it says, you know, my top gifts are teaching and preaching and leadership, well, then I, you know, that makes sense that I should be teaching, you know, you know what I'm saying? So they kind of help us. They kind of help us to get that way. Um, so those are gifts. Those are spiritual gifts. God gives us in our toolbox, our spiritual toolkit, spiritual gifts. Okay, another one that's in there is our abilities and natural talent that we have from birth since we were born. Um, the dictionary says the quality or state of being able, physical, mental, or legal power to perform, um, competence in doing, natural aptitude or acquired proficiency. Um, they're just things that, you know, I've just been able to do since I was a kid. And that was climb. 
And my son Jackson has that ability. He could climb anything. He could scale anything. Spider-Man, this kid, you know? And a lot of times I have to coax him down from, you know, going crazy. But Nicole has taught me, honey, Jackson has the ability to climb like a monkey. Let him do it. Okay, honey. All right. We have these natural, and, and, you know, there's these natural things that we're just good at. You know what I'm saying? You can shake your head if you're like, oh, yeah, I understand what you're talking about. Natural abilities. Okay, thank you, Pastor. Uh, Strengths. Okay, there are um, personality attributes that God has given each of us. Um, A wise person seeks to understand who God has made them to be. Too many people live by accident and by circumstance. But wise people explore their created design. For example, I know that God wired me with the strengths of maximizer, futuristic, strategic, belief, and responsibility. And because I know my strengths, I'm able to live my life as I was designed, bringing glory to God through my strengths. Um, We actually have someone at our church, Rick Cree standing back there, and he is actually trained to to, to teach this class um, on on this this idea of taking this, it's called StrengthsFinder, and you could go to strengthsfinder.com um, and uh, you can kind of, I I'm not sure you can take a test from there unless you have a code, but um, it's this, we're going to have a six-week course. We are, we are so, uh, we think this is so important for us as a church that we would love you to take this, this, uh, uh, this course or at least take, have, find out what your strengths are. But we do have someone trained at our church that will, he's going to start a six-week um, course where you will take the test, you'll discover what your top strengths are, and then you'll study them, you'll learn them, and you'll be able to apply them into your life. And you can, you can now look at your life in light of what your strengths are, okay? And in, in, in light of who God made you to be. We need to celebrate uh, the things that, we're, that, that we can do. Celebrate the things that we're good at, okay? Instead of saying, oh, you know what? I need to really work harder on this thing. Why not the things that God has given us as strengths, why not work on those, you know, why not make those the best that they can be? God has given us that as a church, you know, to, to work together. So I would love for you at the end of the service to talk to Rick or to, um, to sign up. He's going to be at the back table and the info table, and he'll be back there. And if you want to sign up for his class, I think it starts in uh, September, Rick, if that's right. And, uh, um, you know, some of the logistical things are, are still yet to be determined, but he'd love to talk to you about that. Just sign up and uh, just get ready to... to have another tool that's in your toolbox that you can use. Um, the last one is prayer. should be the first one, but the last one is prayer. Faith creates things. As, as Pastor John and I continue to develop our church's method to help everyone grow spiritually, um, of course, this is going to take a long time because we play a lot of golf. <laughs> and so any leftover time goes to the church. It's not a lot, I'm sorry. But, so it's going to take a few. It's going to take a little bit. But we hope, our hope and our prayer is that every person who wishes to live their spiritual life to its fullest will take this class. Now, are you say, am I saying that you have to take this class? No, I'm not saying you have to. We're going to take a role. But what I'm saying is, wow, wouldn't you want to? We have somebody trained at our church to help you to grab a hold of this tool. And uh, it's just going to make your spiritual uh, um, life more effective because you're going to be working out of the way God designed you to be. Does that make sense? Okay, so Jesus said prayer. Jesus said pray, pray only. All things, all things are possible for he who believes. And, uh, and so 
you know, wow, if we could just grab a hold of that, those four tools, we could totally, we could do some damage for God. You know what I'm saying? So get to know the tools that God has given you. How many of you like to go to the movies? All right. Now, some of you are just really cheap, and so that's why you don't like going to the movies. If it was free or a dollar, you'd be like, yeah, you'd buy, you'd take all your friends. Well, maybe two of them, but no more. But some of you, you know, I love going to the movie theaters, you know, and some of you are like, you know, your, your, your wife or, you know, is like, honey, would you take me to the movies? Not that all women talk like that. I'm sorry. <laughs> honey, would you, <laughs> would you take me to the theater, please? Theater? It's $11 for a ticket. I ain't taking you to no theater. You know, let's go to Blockbuster or go to the dollar video. Go get a video, come back. We'll watch it here. I ain't spending no $22. Uh, maybe that's not you. Am I, is that nobody here? Okay. But I like going to the theater. I like going to the movie theaters. It's fun, you know. Um, you, you get to sit in those comfy chairs, you know, and you get to lift that little arm bar. You know what I'm saying, Nicole? It's just nice. And so they have the previews and the food and the popcorn, and, and it's just cool. And so what about the previews? Anybody, who loves watching the previews? Those are cool, right? So, so the previews come on. It's like 20 minutes of previews. And you're like, wow, you know, all these movies are coming up. And every once in a while, I'll look at Nicole. Like, this movie will come up, and I'm looking at her going, gee, you know, that's dumb. Who would go to that? And then sometimes a movie comes up, and you're like, yeah, I want to see that. And you look at her, I look at her, and she's like. So we kind of look at, like that at each other. But the previews are really cool. Now, what would you think if you took a friend to the, you went to, with a friend to the, to the movie theater, right? And, yeah, let's go. We can go see this, the latest chick flick or whatever. I don't know. Or, you know, uh, who knows? Transformers, I, whatever. I'm not judging you. But you go to the theater, and you sit down to watch a movie, and there's all these previews. Yeah, woo right? Cool. Yeah, I want to see that, blah, blah, blah. And you're getting ready for the movie to start. And the previews are over, and your friend gets up and walks out. Oh, okay, cool. See you later, man. That was awesome. You're, you'd be thinking, like, what are you, nuts? What, what's going on? There are some of you here today who are living life just like that. You think the preview is the whole show, and you're missing out. There's a band that says, there's a band that sings a song that says, we were meant for so much more. And I don't know what it is or why this happened to you. Maybe somebody stifled you. Maybe somebody knocked down your dreams and, uh, you know, you didn't do the thing that you set out to do in this life, and you're, you're just kind of, you're bummed, you know? Or you think that you can't do it because nobody encouraged you or nurtured you in, in your youth. Um, but it's never too late to figure out what God's design is for you and to live that out. And so I want to encourage you, I want to help you to, you know, to, to, not, to not just, to not walk out just during the previews. And don't, don't, because there's so much more to this life. We were meant for so much more. At the beginning of this message, I said, the kids are so creative. And then I said, well, what happened to us? We were all kids. What happened to us? Do you think that there's a connection to the idea that Jesus talked about many times in Scripture? He talked about being a kid a lot. He said, you know, uh, you know bring the little children to me, because for unto them belong the kingdom of heaven. And then he, sa- he, he told, he, told uh, he also said right after that, he goes, and be careful how you, you know, how you treat these little ones. For if you do, it will be better for you to tie a, a, this huge stone around your neck and throw the stone into, the, you know, into, the, into a lake or a river or whatever, and you follow down with it. 
I think that there's a, there's a reason why he shared that. Jesus wants us, God wants us to be, to, to look at him and to be as a child, to be full of adventure and full of excitement, to, to, to be creative in, in all our endeavors for him. And everything we do, whatever he, he has purposed us and designed us for, that we live out like children and we trust him and we allow him to be the one that encourages us as well. That he would, that he would have these amazing dreams and visions that he gives to us and that we would listen to him instead of the voices around us that say, you're a goofball. You're going to do, you're going to go to, you're going to, you're going to sell your, you're going to leave your well-paying job and you're going to go to Garden Grove and help this church and pastor this church. What are you, nuts? You're going to, you mean, you're going to, you're going to leave your job and go to Africa and, and, and take care of little children? What, what do you think, you know? We can't listen to those negative people. We have to listen to God, amen? 